We are so honored that you would take the time out of your week to listen to this week's message. We pray that you find it helpful and life-giving. If you would like more information on Hope Church, you can check us out at www.hopedelmarva.com. That's D-E-L-M-A-R-V-A.com. Thanks for listening. I am so excited that you guys are here. Can I just tell you, we've been planning this for a hot minute, for a hot minute. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Emma Adams. My husband, Alfie, and I are the church planners for this amazing Hope Church, and we've been planning this for a little over three years, I think, but it's been in our hearts for for much, much longer than that. We have three kids. I want to say five, but I have three kids and two dogs, so it kind of levels out to five. Um, And I have Kian, who is 14. I have Oliver, who is eight, and I have Phoebe, who is three. Um, And then I have two dogs, Caleb and Winky, and they're crazy, and um, I don't even know why I'm talking about them. So we uh, lived in Seaford. We grew up here. Um, I grew up right on Pine Street. Alfie grew up in Hardscrabble. Give it up for Hardscrabble. Come on. Come on. If you know where that is, you should be giving it up a lot harder for Scrabble. Um, So if you don't know us, listen, we'd love to meet you in the lobby after the experience. What you need to know about me is that I'm a dreamer. I always have been. I always have been since I was a little kid. I did sleepwalk. You can ask my mom. Uh, But I also dreamt a lot. Um, I remember so many dreams that I had. One dream that I was flying when I was a kid. I don't know if anybody had crazy dreams like that, but I had one. Um, But Alfie really doesn't talk about his dreams. He's not a dreamer. One day he came to me and he said, "Um, I had a dream that there was a church in Seaford High School. How stupid was that? And I said, that's so dumb. (laughs) Why would a church be in a high school? That's weird. You're weird. And uh, he, he didn't like being called weird, but he was okay with it. And now here it is. Here it is. Something else that we love is music. Alfie's a drummer. I'm a vocalist and I play keys and we just love music and we love worship. Can you guys give it up for, for Hope Worship this morning? Come on. I'm so I cannot tell you how proud I am of our team and what we've been able to accomplish in the time that we've had and with what we have. They're amazing. And listen, music has an ability to transport us to times and places. Do you guys remember the first song that you danced to at the middle school dance? If you went to a middle school dance, maybe. For me, I uh, remember my middle school dance, but I don't remember songs because I didn't dance. I just stood in the corner like this. That was at Seaford Middle. Um, but they have, music has this ability to take us back in time to places and to things. I also remember being a little kid and listening to Chicago. Anybody like Chicago? Yeah. Come on. That's why it's my dad. Because um, we listened to Chicago's 25 or 6 to 4. It's a great song. If you don't know it, look it up. Um, or, I'd see, that would have been at 88. In 92, I like New Kids on the Block, Hanging Tough. I had a Walkman with the foamy headphones, and I would walk around my hood, ooh, hanging tough. Don't tell anybody I I did that right then. And I feel your judgment. I'm okay with it, I'm okay with it. Because in 2004, I upgraded, and I got my um, my iPod, fourth gen, okay? And I had Kanye, Jesus Walks, okay? Jesus Walks, okay? I'm gonna sing them all. Y'all just gonna have to get with it. Now, now I like Gavi, get them. I like Gavi, and uh, he's amazing. He's got a song called Fight for Me, and I love that. That's just an awesome track. Uh, look it up if you don't know him. What about you? What is the song 
that was on your mind when you woke up this morning? What was on your mind when you woke up this morning? Did you have a song? Because if you're like me, I would wake up with a song playing in my head. What song was in your mind? What was your jam with you and your friends? What was your jam? What did you guys rock out to? What do you get in the car like Wayne in Wayne's World and just crank up? Is it, you know, is it Queen or whatever? Come on, guys, talk to me. What is it? What's your song? Killers, okay. I hear you killers in the front row. Um, what was your wedding song? There's a nice one for the couples. What was your song? Elvis Presley. <laughs> I love it. Guns and Roses. I hear, okay. Guns and Roses. Thank you. Thank you. The question I have for all of us now is what song does your heart sing now? What song is in your heart? What is the anthem of your life? If you'll allow me just a couple of minutes, I want to share with you the anthem of Hope Church. I want to share with you the vision of Hope Church, because it's not just about meeting at a high school, although this is pretty stinking cool, okay? We went to school here. We sometimes, we skipped a lot, but I mean, that's besides the point. Um, the reason I want to talk to you about the anthem of Hope Church is because I want you to know God. That's one of the things we talk about here. I want you to know God. In fact, we can read a prayer from uh, the early Christian leader, Paul. And this is kind of our heart's cry. And this is kind of part of our anthem. And it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. And that's Ephesians 1.18. Y'all can look it up for yourself. Don't believe me. We want you to really know God. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit. We're going to get technical in some terms, but I'm going to talk to you about how you can know God. The first thing that you need to know about God is that he's knowable. I know that's kind of like a made-up word. I just kind of made it up. But yes, he is knowable. God's desire is for you to actually know him. He wants to be known by you. He wants you to know him intimately, and he wants to know you intimately too. And that's the amazing part about God. The writer in Hebrews also said this. It says, those who come to God must believe that he exists. So that's what I'm talking to you about right now. And they must believe that he rewards those who look to him. So you must believe that he exists and that he's got good for you. I'm here to promise you that he exists and that he has only good for you. Because there's a liar out there who's told you that he doesn't have good for you. That you're not good enough or you have to work harder or you're never going to be enough, and that's a lie. He has good for you. So since we want you to know God this morning, I'm going to point out some evidences of God's existence. Y'all okay with that for a minute? You can take this and go tell your friends that tell you God doesn't exist and all that, okay? So the evidence of God is readily encountered in the world around us. Mark Clark is a modern church leader and former atheist, and he has a book that he's written called The Problem of God. It's a fantastic book. If you like what I'm about to tell you, you should go read the book because it's really, really good. Um, and he points out uh, there are three uh, points showing that God exists. He gives a lot more, but we're going to go with these three. One is the evidence of morality. The fact that innate in all of us, in aid in you and I is right and wrong. I don't care if you are 100 or you're three years old. You know that if somebody took your cookie, that's just wrong. You don't take somebody's cookie. That's not okay. You don't take no cookies. It's in the Bible. You don't take cookies. Look it up. It's one of the Ten Commandments. No stealing. 
okay? And, and, and you know if you cut in line in front of the water fountain, that's messed up. It's not okay. It's wrong. Jesus knows when somebody cuts in line, okay? If someone took your stapler at work and moved you to the basement office, <laughs> I went there. That's just wrong, okay? Listen, and not to mention cheating or any of the other Ten Commandments. And that's built into you. Ain't nobody got to tell you that. You just know. You know that's wrong. Don't mess with my stuff. Don't steal my stuff. Don't take my wife or husband. That's wrong, okay? So second, second, okay, deep, deep theology here is cosmology. And this is not makeup, although I have a friend you can hit up for some makeup. Okay. Um, but... Cosmology is the existence of the universe, okay? And it can be summarized as this. Mark Clark says it best, so I'm going to just say what he says. Whatever begins to exist has a cause. The universe began to exist, therefore it has a cause. Does that make sense to you for a minute? Okay, so that cause was God. God caused the world to begin. He is the creator God. That's why we have the book of Genesis. I'll get into that in a minute. Paul, an early church leader, even affirmed that in the New Testament. He says, since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. I like this because God is not only creator, but he keeps people accountable. And I don't know about you, but I need somebody to be accountable to, and so do you, because I don't want you stealing my cookies. We covered this, right? I don't want you taking my cookies, and I, I know that God created everything, and he is the center of morality. We'll get into that a little bit. I'm Gary Preach. Okay, so the third is the design of the universe. I don't know about you, but I like statistics. I'm a little bit of a nerd. So here it is. From the biology of human DNA to the astronomy of the stars, like holy cow. I don't know if you get to look out in the night sky sometimes, but I do. And it's, it's crazy. It's cr I can't even fathom it. Um, and the universe is so fine-tuned. The earth is so fine-tuned for human existence that it's just unbelievable. In fact, Mark Clark says this. In his book, he said, the mathematical chances of our universe ever coming into existence are so tiny they at, that they are at the level of miraculous. Y'all getting that? You picking up what I'm putting down? Miraculous. Like, wow. So who does miracles? God. Jesus, that's the easiest Sunday school answer you're ever going to give me, okay? Okay, we'll try it again. So who does the miraculous? God, right. That's, a, that's the right answer in Sunday school 10 out of times. Do we even do Sunday school anymore? No, we do Hope Kids. Um, and it rocks, and it's way fun, kiddos. Uh, listen, Mark goes on to explain this. He says this way. He says, scholars tell us that the chance of our universe coming into existence is one chance in 10 to the 138th power. So to put that into context, I want you to consider this, that 10 to the 17th power is our best estimate of the number of seconds in the entire history of the universe. You get that? So the probability of the universe coming into existence in the way it has, fine-tuned for human life, is impossible. But I know the God of the impossible. I know the God who made the universe, and I know that he exists, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Yes, you can clap. I appreciate it very much. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know why? Because I used to teach in um, student ministry, and like they would throw things at me and scream and yell, and I just need a little feedback, so I'm good. Thank you. Um, God exists, and he made himself knowable through all of creation. My gosh, if you've ever witnessed the birth of anything, you know that God is real, okay? Because that's crazy. Crazy. I won't go to details, but it's crazy. God has revealed what he is like through his creation, but the ultimate and only perfect revelation of God's creation is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And the reason God made himself evident to us in the creation around us is because he wants you to know him. Him. He wants to be known by you. And that's why both in the beginning of the Bible, in the book of Genesis, and the Gospel of John, we see God spending time doing what with people? Do you know what he was doing? Having a talk. Conversation. One-on-one -on -one communication. Some of my favorite times in my life are sitting on the back porch at my parents' house playing cards with my sister and my nieces and nephews running around and having conversation. There's always good food because my mom is an excellent cook. Every woman in my family can cook and some of the men. So um, just know that I love that because it's conversation and that's what God built into each of us. He walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day, right? Bible tells us that. Jesus met with the woman at the well in Samaria and he sat with her and he did what? He talked to her. He had a conversation with her. And he, um, that was kind of crazy, right? When you think about that whole story, like he shouldn't have been talking to a single woman. And there are some pastors today that would have a holy heart attack if they saw Jesus talking to a woman by themselves. But guess what? He did that. Isn't that crazy? Because he was perfect and he can do that. But he says to her, after speaking to her for a bit and asking her for water, if you knew the gifts of God and who it was that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Come on. So from the beginning to the end, God wants to be in a relationship with you. His desire is to be with you and to be one with you. So knowing God is the first step in finding hope. It's the beginning of waking up with the right song in your heart. I remember when I said yes to Jesus in the summer of 2000, my whole life changed. It's pretty crazy. I went from singing some stuff that was probably not great and doing some things that were really not great to waking up with a very different song in my heart and my husband thought I had lost my mind. <laughs> I was not his fun party girl anymore and everything had changed. But six months later, he found what I found, and his heart song changed too. And now we sing a different tune, and sometimes we get to do it together with him on the drums and me singing, just know that night of worship is going to be a thing. Um, so no matter what your current understanding of God is, I want you to know that he wants you to know him, and he wants to know you. And you can do this with two things. If you're taking notes and you're a note taker, note takers are world changers, by the way, write this down. The first is prayer. I just talked about conversations, so this is pretty evident. But prayer is just conversation with God. Um, so I'm going to break it down for you. This is what I do. you got to find what you do, but this is what I do. I pray. So I find a quiet place. I eliminate distractions. And with three kids, y'all, that's a job, okay? I try. 
I open myself to hear from God. I invite him in to speak to me. And then you guys can tell him what's on your heart. And then you can listen to what he tells you. And I'm here to tell you this morning that you can sing, you can scream, you can whisper. And I've even had moments where I just cursed and screamed and didn't know what to do. And you know what? He was still right there. He was right there with me. He never left me or forsook me just because I screamed and yelled. As a matter of fact, it got us a lot closer. And it was about the time in this particular incident that I'm thinking of in my head that my husband said yes to Jesus. Because I think I was screaming about him. But I don't, don't I'm not going not gonna to go there. <laughs> the second is to read and study your Bible. So listen, if you don't have a Bible, it would be our absolute honor to give you one and you can step out in next steps and get a paper Bible. But listen, there's a way that's as close as your hand. And of course, I don't have mine up here, but I have my tablet and you can get the Version Bible app and it's free and it has every translation of the Bible ever. Just so you know what the translation of the Bible is, it means which group of scholars sat down with the right goal in mind and interpreted the Bible properly okay so there's different versions of that because there's different different interpretations of the original greek and hebrew i just want you to understand what you're looking at when you look at the bible okay so i prefer niv that's what's out there but if the message version speaks to you that's awesome go for that if you're going to do deep dive study you want to get something a little bit more uh, rigorous go esv okay um so i want to tell you this morning uh that the bible is accurate, it is historical, and it is attested by 24,000 manuscripts confirmed as early as 125 AD. So it is reliable. It is to be trusted. It is the Word of God. And we will talk more about the Bible in our series, Dwell, uh, in three weeks. So I hope you guys come back and hear more about that. It's actually going to be a really exciting and really cool series. I'm looking forward to it. So here we go. What song does your heart sing? This is the anthem of hope. What's the anthem of your life right now? What song is in your heart? Because God wants to harmonize with you in the song of your life. He wants to know you. He wants to love you. And it's our deepest desire to introduce you to the producer, <laughs> if you will, the creator of all things. It's actually why Hope Church even exists. I just am so honored. So if you want to know God this morning, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And I'm going to introduce you to him because I know him and he's my friend. And we've been doing this for a long time. So if you would honor this moment by bowing your head and closing your eyes, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And you can just repeat after me or just pray what's in your heart. If you want to receive the Lord. Father, I just pray right now that anybody who hears us in this conversation would say yes to you. So God, I say yes. I say yes to you, Jesus, and I just pray that you would come into my heart, make me new, renew me from the inside out, that I can be a new creation where the old is gone and the new has come. Father, I just thank you that you brought me here to Hope Church this morning to hear this message, me, <laughs> me, I had to hear it. Father, I thank you 
with every, every head bowed and every eye closed, if you prayed that prayer, would you raise your hand? Would you raise your hand? Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. If you're in here and you know Jesus, but you want to know God better, if you say, man, that's kind of cool. I want to know more about God. I want to know him more. Um, pray this with me. Say, Jesus, I want to know you more. That's all you got to do, even if it's just in your heart. If you, if you want to know God better, just give me a hand raise so I know who I'm talking to and praying for this week. Let's go. So good. So good. I am so honored to pastor this church. And I just want to pray as we close today. I just want to pray this crazy benediction in Romans 15, 13. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs>